listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. It's the Defiant Ones here backstage at uh, Defy Wild Ones, and we talk with uh, a guy who who's actually making his Washington Hall debut. Is that right? Correct. Not his first time in Defy. Not Defy. I've wrestled for them in Los Angeles. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin Blackwood. Uh, and, uh, okay, so is it just Blackwood? Kevin Blackwood. Kevin Blackwood. Okay, okay. okay. So, Kevin Blackwood, uh, he recently, I think as of like a year and a half ago, moved to the West Coast? Uh, September. This past September. Okay. Dude, that's huge move for you. So, yeah. um, you are someone who was located in Buffalo. Right. And that's kind of where, you know, I did a little research, and that's somewhere that, you know, you, you and, 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 and Daniel Garcia and, and, and the Butcher, and you had this awesome, like, wrestling community. Mm-hmm. What made you want to move to the West Coast, dude? Uh, entirely unrelated to wrestling life things. My fiance is actually from California. Okay. And she, um, she's, she moved to Los Angeles when she was like in her like late teens, I believe. Um, and she's, she's always been an LA girl and we dated long distance for a really long time. Yeah. And, um, I, when I proposed, I kind of did it under the pretenses that eventually I would move to California. Yeah. And it just came time. Yeah. Yeah. What part of California? Los Angeles, West nice. Hollywood I live in. Nice. So you, you digging it? You, you love the West Coast so far? Very or? much so. I'm very, nice. very happy there. It's awesome. pretty much conducive to everything I love. So Yeah. <laughs> and, and what are those things? Um, vegan food, yeah. fitness, um, being outside, not snow. Yeah. The, that's a big one. Not snow. Not snow, yeah. No Buffalo, snow all Buffalo. year round. Uh, and, and music. Yeah, I see you're wearing an Atreyu shirt. Obviously, they're like a SoCal metalcore band. Have you been able to go to some shows in L.A.? I haven't been to a single show. I haven't witnessed live music since before the pandemic started. Oh, wow. Okay. Because you've, you've had a busy schedule of wrestling. So Every time, every time a show comes up that I want to go to, it's on a day that I wrestle now. Because I'm extremely busy all of a sudden. Yeah. And that is the downside of being a busy professional wrestler. <laughs> So, you know, I'll just, you know, jump right into some music questions because, you know, the, you got the Atreyu shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw your, your uh, gear it, inspired by AOFI. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, are, what are some of your favorite bands? And, and uh, what was like, uh, what was the first band that made you fall in love with music? Um, so my, my whole family's always been very musically oriented. And as a, as a kid... Um, I, I always kind of gravitated towards whatever, like my, whatever my dad liked. Sure. And that's real dad rock and not even rock. Because <laughs> oh, okay. My okay. dad, um, my, my dad has like very eclectic music tastes, but what he and my mom both could, uh, relate to was country. Oh, okay. So the first, the first music that I loved as a, as a very young kid was Garth Brooks. Yeah. Okay. Which, which persists to this day. Okay. 90s country rules. Hey, man, Brooks and Dunn, you know? Uh, Garth Brooks. And, uh, yeah, Tim, Tim McGraw, yeah. Alan Jackson. Way down yonder in Chattahoochee, dude. Yeah. yeah. Excellent so, music. Okay, so what got you into like underground punk and hardcore metal and stuff? How did you get uh, entrenched in that world? Um, I want to say 
the Tony Hawk games. Yes. To be honest, I got into skateboarding at a young age uh, through the Tony Hawk games, and um, AFI was on. The it was on Tony Hawk three. The boy yeah. who destroyed the yes. world was on Tony Hawk three, and that was the first time I ever heard them. And then um, going forward a little bit after that, they put out "Sing the Sorrow" when I was in seventh grade. And I had like I was my my dad really liked Lincoln Park when they came out. Yeah, so I was really into Hybrid Theory, but it didn't like it didn't like move me. Sure, in that way. Yeah, and so when I found AFI, I I would listen to the leaving song part two and girls not gray and silver and cold. Yeah. Cause those are all singles. Then I finally bought the album before I bought the album. I got two t-shirts for Christmas from family members and they were, I wore them like every week. Yeah. Like both of them, two AFI shirts from, I think from hot topic and I bought the album and then I bought the art of drowning and that just like completely changed everything about me. Yeah. That's and awesome. that also has persisted to this day. The AFI wrestling connection is crazy. Like yeah. Davey Richards, that's where he got his name from. Havoc, yeah. the, the wrestler Havoc, she got her name from that. Yeah. CM Punk, you know, you don't even have to say CM Punk without AFI. It's like, it's, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's the theatrics of the band and wrestling, but it's just the music. One of my favorite bands of all time, I gotta say, and Sing the Sorrow, I saw them on that tour. They, it was Poison the Well and, oh, and AFI, God. and it was... It was a bunch of us skinny, uh, skinny kids yeah. pretending we were in that music video with yeah. the, with the bandanas around yeah. our face, you know, doing the spin kicks did and you stuff. Did up? Uh, yeah, I believe I did. Except at that sick. show, yeah, it was a good time, man. It I'm was really a good jealous time. of that. I remember. Um, do you remember the the Music Choice channels? Oh yeah, from like Time Warner. Yeah, I would see like they would. I would. I would always put those on because I found a lot of music through those, um, and I remember. Bleeding through played yeah. on the metal one a lot, and there was like a like a they always would do like the fun facts. And I remember one of the fun facts about Bleeding Through was that Davy Havoc loved Bleeding Through and took them on tour one time. Yeah, and I'm like looking looking back on that now, that's like unreal to me. I couldn't imagine going to that show now. I would lose my mind, right? <laughs> if I with support from Bleeding Through. I saw okay, so now we're just going nerdy, but uh, so there's a guy who loves. Uh, wrestling and his name is John Pettibone. He sang for a band called Himsa. I know yeah, Pettibone. Petty, you know Pettibone. Yeah. Okay. He sang Everyone. a Himsa shirt. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so I saw his band. The first time I ever saw him open or play with Himsa was Himsa, Thrice, and AFI. It was $10. That's such a... I thrice. Like, before, like, you know, Thrice, Thrice. Yeah. It was cool. Was it before um, Artists in the Ambulance? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. It was like uh, the... What was the one Deadbolt? Yeah, it was that it was wow. oh, okay. early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, good times, man. Okay, so so you, in a prior world, you were a tattoo artist, correct? Uh, is that something you've ever thought about revisiting, or are you you retired? I um I call it an indefinite hiatus mm-hmm. because so I and he's not like a scratcher. Like he was a legit tattoo artist. Like I'm not like, to, to my own not to my own horn or anything, but I was a very good tattoo artist. Yeah. Um. I. It was one of those things. I I don't know if it's because I got so entrenched in wrestling, but or if I just genuinely felt this way. But I started to just fall out of love with it, and I think that all art 
should be, if you're going to make a career out of art, you need to be passionate about it. And I just wasn't passionate about tattooing anymore. And I think that maybe because it's not, I'm not coming up with pieces of art. I'm being told what, what do you, what, what do you want me to draw on you? And for a lot of the time, it's really cool. It's really fun. But it's like the doing words on somebody's wrist and just like copying line for line a, a picture that somebody brings. It's not. It's it. It's not creatively fulfilling to me. Sure. And so I think if I were to go back, it it'd be um, based on like success in wrestling brings in tattoo clients because they want to get tattooed by Kevin Blackwood, the wrestler and they'll just get cool shit. And I can kind of just like filter out the stuff I don't want to do. you get to the point where you, you, people are like, I want a Kevin Blackwood piece of art. Exactly. That's cool. Um, so obviously, you know, so moving from moving to the West coast, I've, it seems like your wrestling career is just blown up. Yeah. Um, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Tell me about uh, your early days. Were you always a wrestling fan as like a little kid, or was it something you know later? Yeah, um, I don't remember. I don't remember a time where I didn't love wrestling. It's one of those like I have like memories as a very young child sure. watching. And again, it was my dad got me into it um, every Monday. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, every, every Monday we would put on. Um, Nitro because Nitro started at eight. Okay, and my yeah. bedtime was eight thirty, so I never got to watch Raw. But on you Mondays. got those sick lucha matches. Yes, and a lot of the time, like a Goldberg match. Okay, yeah, or, or like um, this is a this is a funny one. So my brother, my younger brother, who he doesn't really like wrestling anymore. Sure. He grew out of wrestling, but at the time, me and him loved wrestling. I was a Stone Cold guy. Mm-hmm. He was an Undertaker guy. Yeah. All in all, we liked WWF, but we also still loved WCW. But so he, we would always wrestle my dad. And we would wear like, like I'd pull my socks up all the way to pretend they were my boots. And sure, wear yeah, like yeah. my underwear was my trunks. Yeah. And I always, one of us always won. My dad always lost. He always did the job. <laughs> um, but my brother had a uh, persona even at like he probably was like five four or five he invented the name Vampiro okay so like months after he invented Vampiro when Vampiro debuted on uh, WCW uh, my dad literally like got us out of bed because it was like a late night match he got us out of bed just to show us Vampiro and my brother was like pissed <laughs> they stole your idea dad yeah <laughs> that's funny wow okay so damn dude gimmick infringement right yeah. so okay so um when did you when did you think like wrestling was a viable option it's like you could do this what was that uh were you pretty young when you thought like i could pursue this not at all i didn't so i'm 31 now yeah i didn't start training until i was 25 okay and um, I don't know. I just never knew. Be- I think it's because I didn't know independent wrestling sure. existed. Yeah, I watched you know WWF and WCW. Yeah. So then when WCW went away, I only had WWE. Yeah, and I, like 
I didn't really care about T. Like I knew TNA existed. I didn't really care about it. My my dad loved TNA, but I I never got into it. Um, I didn't know about Ring of Honor even. Yeah. So like, my first my first inkling of like, oh wow, a, a, like a normal sized man can be like a successful pro wrestler was Danielson as Daniel Bryan. Yeah. In like the Yes movement. Yeah. That was like my first like, oh my god, like that's big for somebody you. like me could actually be a pro wrestler and you know, like the best pro wrestler. Right. Yeah. Like literally like, the best in the world ever. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Um. But yeah. So I didn't. But I even it wasn't until like a couple years later that I actually like I, I went through like I had like a really hard year in 2015 mm-hmm. and I like that just kind of like really pushed me to just like all right I'm just gonna pull the trigger and I'm gonna do this and I yeah. and I went to training in our school in Buffalo and uh, so tell me a little bit about like uh, did it did it uh, kind of click with you did was it grind was it a grind to try and get you know uh, into you know where you're comfortable being a wrestler or like. You know, how were your first few months of uh, training and stuff? I think that um, I, I think there are people like you're not gonna just like get it, yeah. but there are people more naturally inclined mm-hmm. to to do something like this. Even even athletics in general, there are people more naturally gifted in that in in that aspect than others, and. I'm not like a very, very naturally athletic person, but I understood the mechanics of wrestling and I, I was able to learn like the physical part of wrestling very easily. Sure. And um, my, one of our trainers said that I was like one of the first guys at the school because the school's, school's not much older than my wrestling career. Yeah. And they, they said that I was one of the first guys they would consider like a natural at it. And that, that was really cool. Nice man, that's a that's a good feeling to have. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. Um, so, when was your first match that you thought like I just killed it, I or or I did like you're proud of it? Do you remember that? I don't. Um, I don't know. It's a there's there's there was matches that when I was done I was like, well that was sick. But if I watched it now I'd be like, oh my god, like <laughs> what. Well, Probably so, but at the time you're like, I killed it, bro. <laughs> yeah. There, so there was a promotion in Toronto called Smash, mm-hmm. and uh, Pe- Pepper and Andy, the Butcher and the Blade, yep, wrestled up there regularly. Andy was just like starting out wrestling himself. Yeah. But he had like the Every Time I Die. Oh yeah. Clout. Yeah. That he would just get bookings off that, yeah. and he would just be Andy from Every Time I Die. Yeah. And um, but they would bring me up there, and so I I started getting bookings there, and one of my first. I, I had my first big feud with this guy Tarek, who's like an v- incredibly talented wrestler from Ontario, and I really, Tarek the Great, right? Is, was his, his name Tarek the Great? No, just Tarek. Oh, Tarek. He's okay. just Tarek. Um, but he's so so good, and I really wish he could like get out and actually like pursue it for real. Um, but my first feud was with him, and our, our blow off match was a chairs match. Okay, and. I think if I watched that match now, I'd still, like, I wouldn't, I would, like, hate my shit, but I would be like, all right, that was sick, though. That was sick. And that okay. was the first time that I was like, fuck, like, I really, like, like, we really killed that. Yeah. We, we went, like, five minutes over time, but the crowd was super into it, so yeah. the promoter didn't care, and it was, yeah. I think, I, I think that's probably the first time that I feel, looking back, I did, like, I did a really good job. Awesome, man. Right on. Well, uh, okay, so I have to ask this question. There's, uh... You know, I, I've actually seen people tweet about like 
what's up with his black arm? You know, your blacked out arm. So I, I see some people get their, you know, a black black work is what they call it, right? And they get kind of like the like uh, negative spaces tattooed. Um, could would you mind showing that sure. just to see what I'm referring to? Uh, so it's all black. Um, mm-hmm. Did you uh, cover up a bunch of uh, like a sleeve, or was that an aesthetic choice that you wanted? And all just an all black arm. It's like I mean, it's a little of both. If you look on the back, I still have their AFI. Oh tattoos. wow, yeah, that's so really like cool. Art of Drowning and that's Black awesome. Sails. Yeah, and um, the whole rest of the arm was also AFI, like album art or like concepts. Sure. Because when I was um, when I was eighteen, even I remember like I I got like probably like this whole section was. It's it was like an image from the inside booklet from the Art of Drowning that oh, when wow. I was in like seventh grade I was like I'm gonna get that tattooed on my forearm and you did and then when I was eighteen I did yeah it's just that it sucked oh it was okay. just really bad yeah so that's like I got like a bunch of shitty tattoos because when I was eighteen I didn't know that there were like different like skill levels I'm like oh if you do tattoos you must be good at yeah. tattoos oh sick he's got a tattoo gun yeah tattoo like oh yeah, it's, I mean it's a tattoo shop like they must like they must know what they're doing it just turns out that that is often not the case yeah it's like just because somebody wrestles on in a wrestling ring doesn't mean they're necessarily good yeah, at it yeah right <laughs> or just because they play a guitar doesn't mean they're good at it right right yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Cool, man. Well, oh, yeah. So I just had a bunch of bad tattoos, and I had seen they used to call it the piercer arm, oh, an all okay. black arm. Yeah. Um, I have. I just remembered that recently, um, but yeah, I I had seen it done before, and I was like, you know, I just, I don't I want these tattoos, but I don't want to laser my whole arm because yeah. it's like infinitely more painful and more expensive. I'll just get it blacked out, and so I just had like my coworkers at the shop do it like little by little. Wow. Over time. I actually, I think Davey actually has his arm blacked out now, right? Is that he right? He has both of his, he yeah, he bo- covered up both of his, Nightmare he, does, before he has like, like kind of like hexagonal shapes yeah. kind of in his, but yeah, he covered up his cool like Halloween sleeves. But you can't hate because you did the same thing. Because I did the, yeah. <laughs> but he had cool tattoos at least, you know, but. I, I actually remember one, some, one, time, one time someone said, never trust a tattoo artist that doesn't have any shitty tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think even more than that, it's weird when tattoo artists don't have tattoos. Yeah, that's if they that's don't, true. even if they only have like a couple, that's weird to me. Okay, but. man. So it's been awesome chatting with you, dude. Uh, welcome to Defy. What does the defiance mean to you? We are a community. We welcome you. What does the defiance mean to you here, man? I think it's just it's very clear that the people that come to these shows are very, very passionate about wrestling. And very specifically, they're passionate about wrestling in Seattle and the Northwest. Like, I watched Nick Wayne mm-hmm. make his entrance, and it was literally like, it was like equivalent proportionally to CM Punk making his return in Chicago. Pretty crazy, like right? Was, I got, for one, he's literally 16 years old. Yeah. But they're just like, that's their guy. Yep. And I feel like any town that has like a guy that they react like that, that's a town that I want to wrestle in because they just love wrestling, you know? Absolutely. Dude, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Life at your face.